Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Super Saturday continues from VIR, live in sound and vision across the world. This is IMSA Radio and IMSA TV together. Coming up, we release the Bulls. Lamborghini Super Trofeo is next on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to Super Trofeo Lamborghini Racing from beautiful VIR. I'm John Hindhoff. It's good to have your company. Uh, we've got a little bit of overcast coming in around the circuit. Strange days that we are in means that there are no fans trackside. So from wherever you are joining us, I know that you're listening in the paddock and on the PA system at VIR. Thank you for putting on some great entertainment already this weekend. Halifax County uh, in Virginia and getting to VIR, you cross backwards and forwards a couple of times into North Carolina on the country roads around here. And no wonder they love their motor racing around here because the county roads are absolutely outstanding. We're just, as I say, on the border between Virginia and North Carolina in a circuit that's been here in a pretty unchanged form since the 1950s. Although from the mid-70s to 2000, there wasn't much going on here. And if you see any pictures from that era, you'll will make you think that racing could never have taken place here. Avenues of trees right close to the track looked almost like a tunnel at certain times down through the years but investment by the current ownership group and uh, in particular Connie Nyholm who's still part of this Kerrigan Smith running the circuit as well and making sure everything happens means that it was saved and brought back for motor racing using what some people don't like the old country club motoring court country club uh, business model but that brought the track back and able enables us to come here with series like IMSA so good to have your company We've got a circuit that is challenging, that follows the area and the ups and downs of the terrain around here with 17 corners, including the fast run down to turn one, overtaking manoeuvre there. And it's a bit of fuller by leader up the hill towards where the old oak tree was at turn 12. Lots of corners in a short space of time there. Down the back straight, uh, straight down the back straight to the top of the hill. That's called the roller coaster and it is aptly named as you come over the top of turn 14 and then you're setting yourself up for the final turn 17, which is actually a double apex. Jeremy Shaw is with me in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Uh, and we have uh, the grid, uh, which is not quite as many cars uh, as we expected uh, for this race, Jeremy Shaw. But 
when they're all V10 5.2 Lamborghinis, normally aspirated. In fairness, um, you can't have too much of a good thing, but frankly, there's quite enough of them out there to make a race. How are they lining up? Yeah, this is going to be round three and four then of this year's Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Uh, uh, everybody's running the same car, the Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo, 670 horsepower of it. But there's four categories of drivers, pros, pro-ams, ams and LB Cup. Unfortunately, three drivers will not start this race. That's uh, Sidney McKee, uh, uh, John Hennessy and the car that was shared by Andrea Amici and Ashton Harrison. All of those three, those three cars are absent from the race. So we have 13 starters making his debut. At a car that did not turn a lap during qualifying is number 99, Danny Four Mile for Anson Motorsports. Row six of the grid is Tom Kerr, also making his debut for TPC Racing alongside Victor Gomez the fourth. Row five is Lance Wilsey and Randy Solari. Row four is Matt Dickin and Brandon Godovic. Row three is Madison Snow and Corey Lewis, both struggled in qualifying. The second row of the grid uh, making his debut in this championship no testing at all. Neil Alberico for, Al, Al, for uh, Anson Motorsports alongside Stuart Middleton. And on the front row, Leo Lamellis, the top pro-am contender and his US Sonics teammate on the pole for the first time, Stephen Argacani. So that's the grid. Thank you, Jeremy Shaw. Shea Adam is in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre along with Jeremy and we get the cars coming to the line. There is... 45 minutes the clock is already running slightly turned down oh sorry 50 minutes on the clock so we are ready to go shit adam take it away green flag in the air as the running of the bulls begins at virginia international raceway and a good start by stephen mcleer in the number one prestige Third fourth place finishes back at Road America. He's already up into second as the rest of the field starts to shake and play out. And that bright orange Lamborghini, we're going to have to keep an eye on that one because it too is making some waves. That's Neil Alberico behind Will. Everybody has managed to stay clean and clear through second one of lap one. So we're practically there, aren't we, Jeremy Shaw? Yeah, good clean start there for uh, Stephen Agacarney, the youngster. Just 17 years of age from Los Angeles, California. Uh, he's also driving in Europe for Lamborghini in the Italian GT Championship for Vinco Vincenzo Spiri Racing. In fact, the team effectively in the Italian Championship. And we're seeing why here, because he is an absolute star in the making. Just his second season of racing, obviously at that age. But he's made a great start. He's out in the lead of this race. You're that US Racetronics team. Stephen McAleer up into second place ahead of Madison Snow. Had a poor qualifying, but just didn't get a clear lap it was only a, a short session uh, he was truncated also uh, and he didn't get a clear lap but now he's looking to make up ground and looking to challenge as they head up into the roller coaster this is so chasing down Stephen McAleer with the advantage of having fresh track time having just come out of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race in which he was also driving a Lamborghini but that model the GTD car a bit more like a spaceship he told me earlier this week compared to the Super Trofeo 610 horsepower you get quite a bit of that when you're driving these cars with a top speed of what was it you said Jeremy 167 miles an hour down the straights yeah, the, 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 there's three different places on this race, right? They almost get up to uh, that top speed here and the braking before turn one, not quite to 167, but close to it. And then uh, 
the end of the back straight spot of two, twice in this race up. It's, it's a fast racetrack. These cars are a handful. Similar in looks to the GTD Lamborghini Huracans that run in the Ipswich WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, but the aerodynamics on this car is not as sophisticated as the GTD cars, but by the same token, they don't have the same engine restrictor as the GTD cars. So these are cars, these cars are faster on the straightaways. That they are, and another car that didn't qualify particularly well was Corey Lewis in the number 63 change racing. That's a Pro-Am entered car, and he's sharing with McKay Snow, younger brother of Madison, who'll be taking over later in the race. But Corey said he needed to find a little bit of pace. They didn't have the speed in the car that they wanted at the Road America round. Right now, Corey looking at the back of two cars ahead of him, one of them including that orange car I mentioned of Neil Alberico, the other one of a pro entry, Brandon Yudovic and Lewis hanging on to the tail of both of them. So hopefully they have found that little bit of extra speed. Yeah, heading up into uh, the roller coaster again, and this battle for second place, uh, it's uh, Stephen McAleer. Uh, is uh, still in second with Mansell Snow third, and uh, this, this battle's all the way down through the field. It's really close already for Leo Lamellas. A great run for him in the uh, qualifying this morning in car number 24. He's now running in the fourth position, still leading the pro am class. Last slap race by our race leader, Stephen Agakani, that time around at 1 minute 47. Point zero for Stephen Argani. That's a really good first lap. The quickest lap he said was at 146.785. It was already within three tenths of a second of that. A great first first couple of laps for Stephen Argani. It's Jeremy Shaw, and thanks for Shea Adam for taking us through those opening moments of the race. Brian Till has joined us in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. And with 45 minutes to go, Brian, you've got plenty of action to look at. And VIR always brings us plenty of action. You think of what you're seeing on the first track right now is a track that demands hot, uh, a car that works at high speed, but also one that works off the low speed corners. And these Lamborghinis well suited for this racetrack. Paul Newman called this place heaven on earth, and you can see why. Yeah, it is a great racetrack, isn't it, Brian? And it's a real challenge for the drivers as well. Lots of elevation change, good variety of corners. And, uh, yeah, there's room to make a mistake here. There's not uh, various right next to the racetrack in many places. But the grass, you don't want to get on the grass because it is super slippery. There's quite a lot of rain in this part of the world, including yesterday. So if you get on the grass, you slide an awful long way. We're watching here the... Uh, Fourth place car, that's Neil Alberica. Whoa, there we go. Exactly what I was talking about. Thank you, Neil. Making his debut this weekend, as indeed is the Anson Motorsports team. Neil Alberica hadn't even sat in one of these cars before he arrived yesterday. Well, you think, too, that Neil Alberico, so used to driving higher downforce cars, fought in the championship of prototype challenge last year, won at Daytona and then steps foot in these Lamborghinis, and you can see the car just does not get turned for turn 17 there, and off he goes. But a really good job of keeping the car under control. Yes, it's off the racetrack, but it straight loses the least amount of time and keeps the car free. That's imperative today, as wet as that grass is. If you stop for any period of time, 
you may not be able to get back underway. Those Slip Pirelli tires are not going to give you grip out in the mud in the mud. So he's going to have to work his way back. There is Neil Alberico, uh, but uh, it's it's a real uh, steep learning curve for him and also his teammate France and Motorsports, uh, which is Danny Formal. Danny Formal is a, a very accomplished karting, karting driver. He's originally from Costa Rica, makes his his uh, home now in South Florida, and he is stepping up again without the benefit of any serious testing. Well, he did at least do a few shakedown laps of the car, I think, at, uh, at uh, PBAR a couple of weeks ago. But he and Neil Alberico, those two teammates there, the number 13 and the number 99, uh, they, are, uh, <laughs> they are learning fast out there. Well, think about this too, though, Jeremy. It's not just the drivers learning the cars. It's the team. Learning, learning the cars as well. Ansem Motorsports steps in with two cars this weekend, and that's one of those things where you really have to kind of step out of your comfort zone and be willing to, to jump into the deep end, and that's exactly what's going on here. You and I have talked about this um, at Road America, the level of fixing on these cars, the level of professionalism of these teams is at the very top. You don't just waltz in and waltz to the front as a driver for a team. You've got to learn your way. So it's a very established sports car operation, racing operation. They know how to get the job done. But these Lamborghini work on uh, it's a it's a new ball game for them. So it's the engineering side of it, the maintenance side of it, all of it. Yeah, you're right. You again, you you you're dead right. And uh, it's this this. Uh... I mean, these cars, these are serious racing cars. For, for someone like Neil Alberico in that uh, number 13, the gold and black car, ahead of the green and, and black of Danny Formal, you know, Neil has a lot of, of, uh, of car racing experience in uh, open wheel, first of all, uh, uh, and, well, primarily in open wheel, but also in the LMP3 sports cars a little bit as well. But for his Lamborghini, it's a completely different story. For Danny Formal, he's done some touring car races and some TA2 in Costa Rica, but that's a big step from this Lamborghini Super Trofeo series. Oh, it's, it's a far cry from these cars. You look at Stephen Agacani in the lead right now, holding station over Stephen McAleer in the number one. And you think about the experience that these drivers have, you know, Stephen Agacani racing an Italian GT this year, raced in Lamborghini last year, building that experience, ran some winter series. So one of those deals where seat time, anything is good, seat time in a Lamborghini is even better. Well, it is. And here's the battle for the, uh, for the lead now in the LB Cup category. These are the least experienced drivers. Uh, at the start of the race, it was... Uh, it was Matt Dickin who led led the way in the black and yellow car, but now the white and green car of Randy Solari who won the LB Cup on uh, both of the first two races at Road America a couple of weeks ago. He's managed to sneak past Matt Dickin and now leads this LB Cup category. Right behind these two is Lance Wilsey. He's also making his debut in this championship, but Lance has a lot of experience in all sorts of other cars as well, uh, including driving in the prototype challenge Good stuff here, the 53, the 36, side by side. And we say this a lot, you've got to be smart about knowing who you're racing with and where you're racing. All the cars the exact same, but the classes are different. Right now, Lance Wilsey, Matt Dickin, 
know who you're racing with. You want to score points in your championship. That's what's going to pay the dividends. That's what's going to give you the big trophy at the end of the season. That's Wolsey stepping in and doing a great job. Just a, a fantastic human being, fun to talk with, always has a huge smile on his face and loves racing. Really excited to see him in the Lamborghini Series this weekend. Super enthusiast, isn't he, Lance Wilsey? And uh, just uh, great to see him. I mean, he, he was originally planning to, uh, Lance Wilsey was originally planning to race in GTD cars. He built, bought himself an LMP3 car just to kind of have some fun. Loved it so much that he, he's running an Inter Prototype Challenge series as his primary focus. But when this opportunity came up to drive a Lamborghini, grabbed both hands, he's doing a really nice job in the early stages of this first race of the weekend. He has it in the number one. Madison Snow just behind him has it. Madison running in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship earlier today behind the wheel of his Lamborghini. They had a great run. Stephen McAleer doing double duty this weekend in a prototype challenge car. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of people are taking advantage to get as much track time as they can. And so for some of the, the uh, series yesterday, the track time was somewhat diminished by the by the weather uh, and also various incidents out on the racetrack as well. But uh, this is a really good race that's unfolding here in the early stages. It's uh, Stephen Agakani who still leads just this battle for second place between Stephen McAleer and Madison Snow is continuing just uh, just a few car lengths between those two. It's actually Stephen McAleer who has set the fastest lap of the race, 146.245. But uh, the other two, Madison Snow and uh, Stephen Agacani, almost identical lap times as well. So these top three cars, super close. There is uh, Madison so coming up now to complete lap seven as the leaders uh, flash across that loop. Well, in excess of 160 miles now in this curving front straightaway at Virginia International Raceway. Uh, hard on the brakes into turn one. And then uh, this interesting series of corners that follow the, uh, the, the turn one minimum speed is just around about 50 miles an hour. So they have to slow these cars down by well over 100 miles an hour going to that first corner. Now this uh, sequence of tight corners leads up to another quick part of the racetrack. They cut up the hill through the climb. So just under 37 minutes still to go. Jeremy, explain the situation with regards to what happens with the pit stops here. Yeah, there's, there's a mandatory pit stop which will, have, which will take place during this 50-minute race. It has to take place after 20 minutes into the race and before the final 20 minutes. There's a 10 minute window in which all of these cars have to make a pit stop. Some of the cars have uh, have single drivers, some have uh, co-drivers. The uh, the leading car, Stephen Agakani, he's sharing that car with, uh, with, with Jacob Edson. They won the most recent race at Road America uh, and the single uh, driver cars well, such as uh, Madison Snow in third position in car number 16. Stephen McAleer, he's sharing that number one car with Stuart Middle from the UK. Uh, but uh, and the, when they come in to make the pit stop, there's a minimum pit stop time. 
because the drivers who are driving so low in this race, i.e. not sharing with another driver, they know the track, uh, how, how the car is handling, how it's working. There's definitely an advantage for them the second stint of the race compared to somebody just jumping into the car for the final stint of the race. In order that thing now, the solo driver, he has to make a pit stop that is slightly longer than the, than the co-driver system. So the 84 seconds pit in, pit out for the solo driver, and for two drivers, the minimum pit stop time is 81 seconds. Uh, and that can and will bring uh, a bit of pain if you get that wrong. Talking to crew chiefs, better to be maybe two or three seconds over that time than a second under because that can affect race results. Four different classes here. All the cars are the same. It's the drivers who are graded from LB Cup, which is the cars with the blue dots on the windscreen. They are the drivers with the least amount of racing extra experience through green for amateur, yellow for pro-am, and then the terracotta orange colour for pro and all different championships to go with that as well as a dealership championship as well. All of these cars supported by Lamborghini dealers across the United States of America. Under 35 minutes to go, Lamborghini Super Trofeo race one delayed. They were expecting to be racing earlier on this afternoon, but uh, couldn't get those cars out of the track because of some track work, track services that had to be done on some of the uh, safety barriers after a nasty incident in one of the practice sessions earlier on today. Aga Carney, Makalea, Madison Snow, then Leo Lamellis, that's your top four with 34 minutes to go. Jeremy Shaw. Super consistent here from uh, Stephen Agacani in the lead of the race. You'll see he's stretched his lead just a little bit now over Stephen McAleer and Madison Snow in the battle for second and third. Each and every one of Stephen Agacani's laps have been a little bit quicker at the front of the field. Really, really impressive times there. As, and as I say, that actually the new fastest lap of the race is set by the fifth place car. That's Brandon Godovic for, for precision performance at 146.028. That compares to Agacani is 146.153. So you know, these cars there, as we talked about at the top of the show, they are identical. And we'll see that terms of lap times. Really, really tight. This is a lot of car and a lot of horsepower. Big wide open spaces here, but as Jeremy mentioned earlier on, just before Neil Alberico went grass cutting, uh, there's not an awful lot of places that you're gonna get it back if you start getting it wrong. People think this is a European-style track. European tracks would have a car park of hard standing somewhere. If you go off the circuit, I think in places like Spark and down the hill to Puon, double left-hander there. Going there 10 miles an hour, too quick, you run out over the kerb, onto a large bit of hard standing. You drive back onto the track, do that here, you're on grass. And at that point, you're struggling. And it may or may not end up in hard contact, but you certainly will pay for your indiscretion. Madison Snow in the mostly white Lamborghini, closing in, and Stephen McAleer in the mostly black prestige, number one Lamborghini. That's the battle for second overall, Jeremy. 
Yeah, and that's the first lap in this race. Stephen Agricani has not improved his lap time, but even so, he was able to extend his advantage over this battle for second place by just a tenth of a second. A little bit, bit uh, farther back in the field are uh, other battles as well. This is uh, for second position in LB Cup. It is held by... Well, it's actually, well, it's, Matt, Matt Dickin is second in LB Cup. Lance Wilsey is actually running in the AM class and right behind him. For Lance Wilsey, again, never driven these cars before this weekend. He has, however, driven a Lamborghini Huracan uh, in the uh, Rolex uh, 24 at Daytona a couple of years ago. So it's quite different the Super Trofeo machine. So that would have been a GT3 spec car then, that one, Jeremy, was it? Yeah, proper GT3, so to speak, yes. And, and, and the, the thing is, this, this 4 air quote-unquote entry-level race car, which some of these drivers are, it, it's it's a shockingly quick machine uh, and, and will be faster in a straight line than the full-house GT3 car that Madison Snow has just been racing in the IMSA WeatherTech Championship because it doesn't have as much aero, it doesn't have as much downforce. Exactly right, and this this part of the track we're on right now, we're heading up towards the roller coaster. 167 miles an hour is the top speed of this uh, Super Trofeo machine. And that's plenty quick enough. The US Tronic 63 car, nice move. Goes through. Putting That's a lap, lap on car, yeah. yeah. On Tom Kerr, who's making his debut in the championship, just loving these cars. Uh, also, for TPC Racing, this is that team's debut in this uh, race and championship as well. That number 74 car for Tom Kerr, who's a, a vascular surgeon from Tampa, Florida. Loving these cars. It's a brand new car. But the order was only placed a couple of weeks ago at Road America for this car delivered a couple of days later and they came here for a shakedown test for the first time. Great to see though TPC Racing making the step into the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. So half an hour to go, pit stop window about to open. This was a 55-0 minute race when we started. Only a short-ish race Jeremy but there's elements of strategy here particularly the two driver scenario where you send your first driver long or short and also how long if you're in traffic you leave even a singleton driver out there before you say right come on let's break off this battle and sit in the pit lane and soak up our mandatory pit stop yeah, yeah, the, so the strategy you know, is, is really important, uh, no question about it. And you know, when you make your stop, and uh, it's got to be perfect. I mean, there's plenty of time to make the pit stop. The, 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 the rules are set so that that minimum pit stop time, which is uh, from the beginning of pit lane not to the end of the pit lane, that's not the time the car is stationary. But uh, 81 seconds gives them plenty of time to make that driver change uh, so that the, the teams don't have to employ extra people to help with the with the. Uh, with the, with the changeover between the drivers. But as we saw last time out at Road America, uh, even things then can go wrong. In fact, for uh, Stephen Agacani and uh, and Jacob Edson a couple of weeks ago, as we see uh, the first leader, that's Madison Solari, making a pit stop at the LB Cup. Is that Madison Snow? Maybe that's Madison Snow, I beg your pardon. No, no. But we saw there was a pit stop, there was a problem. It was number six car at Road America. They couldn't get the belts done up, and that cost them about six extra seconds. So here's the start of the pit stop. Madison Snow coming into the pit lane for change racing. Brandon Godovic has followed him in for precision performance motorsport. You might have just seen the flash of red there. 
Tom Kerr's in the pits for TPC Racing, having just fallen off the lead lap as uh, Victor Gomez has just put a good lap in, a 47.8. Uh, and that's the best lap in his category. Also coming in the number 99 car. So this obviously is the time, Jeremy, for pit stops. Yes, indeed. The pit stop window is open. It's anything after 20 minutes into the race. There's a 10-minute window now where the teams have to make their pit stops. So they've come in pretty much on the first available lap. We were about 21 minutes in. So they wouldn't have been able to come in the lap before. It would have been too tight. There is a Stephen Agacani then out in the lead of this race. 12 laps completed last time around. It's lap down 46.9. So good consistent pace at the front of the field for Stephen Agacani. He'll be handing over this number six car to Jacob Edson. This pair, uh, this was the first ever pole position for Stephen, the youngster, uh, this morning. And he will come in the pits now and hand over to Jacob Edson, who will also start in pole position for tomorrow's race. The, two, the, the cars have two drivers. One of the drivers qualifies for one of the race, the other the second race. So tomorrow, Jacob Edson starts in pole position in his car number six for the US Racetronics team and representing the Beverly Hills Lamborghini dealership. Young Jacob Edson has been a bit of a sensation uh, has been quick in pretty much anything he's got into getting some pit stop times through from Shea Adam who's been watching Madison Snow 84 seconds Brandon Godovic 83 Tom Kerr 85 that's pit in to pit out so bear that in mind so we think that Godovic might be a second short on that we'll try and get an official word from race control halfway through the pit stop window side by side action on the back straight as Madison Snow gets back up to speed he's dropped to seventh position but cars ahead of him and that number 16 Lamborghini Charlotte entered car for change racing still having to make their stop uh, Aga Carney is out of the car Edson now in and he's just rolled out the pit lane in that, uh, well, that maroon, I think he probably wrote, wrote maroon and dark grey number six. Into the pits this time around for Randy Solari. Now, hasn't he yeah. already been in? Uh, no, he is the uh, LB Cup leader. And he, I think he was running in the seventh position before he comes in to make this stop. It's green and white cart sitting in the pit lane. Now... No changing of the Pirelli tyres, but they are just checking the tightness of the central locking nuts with the big torque wrench. Sensible thing to do when you've got time. The idea here is not to find out who's got the fastest pit stop, quite the reverse actually. It's to make sure that if there is a driver change, that it's done safely, that the new incoming driver is bolted in and belted up in a manner that will keep it safe. The prestige car is in the pit lane now. Stephen McAleer. I think I saw Stephen get out of the car. Yes, I did. He's there in the background with the green and blue helmet on. What a 
story Stevens is, Jeremy, and he's continued to impress after bursting onto the scene a few years ago with a, an extraordinary story. First time we talked to him on midweek motorsport years ago, he was back in his uh, native country of Scotland, stacking shelves to try and make ends meet and get some budget to go back to the US and continue his racing career. Sorry, who was that? Stephen McAuley. Stephen McAuley, yeah, exactly. What a, what a great uh, story he is because he is originally from Glasgow, Scotland, came over here probably just years or so ago now, probably with a random the skip marks, won a scholarship to go racing. He later won a, a, an MX5 Cup championship uh, and uh, is r running strongly now in this season. Also, he's another driver doing double duty this weekend. He keeps a prototype challenge. There's a spin for, I think, that was Lance Wilsey. Yes, Lance Wilsey making his debut this weekend in this series. It's been a bit of an all-skate for us with Shea Adam, Jeremy Shaw, me, John Hindhoff, and we, we're rejoined now by Brian Till as Lance Wilsey just gets that car going backwards at turn number three. A little bit of unburnt fuel flaming out of the back of the exhaust. It's a bit more than I would like to see, to be <laughs> honest, Brian, if you were looking out of the mirrors. I don't think that Lance Wilsey can see that, which is probably just as It's well. a good thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, is he going to get off the sticky grass? It's very, very damp. Pirelli P0 is not rallycross tyres, clearly. Yeah, and that's the problem. Everything is downhill from the racing surface here, and that wet grass and the low ride height of this Lamborghini Huracan Evo is the issue. And now, with those wheels spinning, trying to get some traction, but if they can't get to him, or he can't get going, I should say, they're going to have to go get him and get to him, and that bring out a full-force caution. Meanwhile, Stuart Millicent, Millicent with a good jump, a good run up front. Middleton is hard for me to say for some reason. Second place for Stuart for prestige performance. That was a really good Really good pit stop there, clearly for the US Racetronics team. A really good in lap and out lap for Jacob Edson. Uh, he came in a lap before the number one car and uh, he had a lead of about almost three seconds when uh, he came into the pits over the number one car. Uh, but uh, and in his pit stop as a as a as a dual driver car has to be three seconds longer than some of the other contenders. But he's done a good job there. Uh, the top two cars uh, have. Uh, maintained position and the Madison Snow did not change drivers his pit stop uh, is a little bit uh, uh, longer as a result of that and uh, he's remaining in third position I think you've talked about that Jeremy and why the length of the stops are that way you're the one driver format you've got experience on the track you know what to expect even though you're not changing tires you know what the track conditions are like so you have an advantage so Consequently, you're going to sit there for just a little bit longer. Yeah, I think that makes uh, makes perfect sense. Uh, certainly, for that's one of the one of the great things that this series has brought in over the last several years. There's a pit stop for uh, Matt Dickin, who's one of the uh, last contenders to make his pit stop. He was running in second position in LB Cup. Well, he was he was leading when he came in because he went a lot longer than Randy Salari. Right now, Jake Edson up front, his teammate Stephen Agakani. They're looking to 
break out and share or share the championship lead just amongst the teammates. They shared it with Madison Snow and Brian Sellers coming in here uh, on the record that each of those groups had from Road America. Brian Sellers not driving this weekend. And obviously, at least after this race, someone will own that championship lead by themselves. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow because remember, two races on every one of these Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America weekends. Indeed so, and uh, in the uh, dealer championships and the team championships, uh, it's uh, change racing that leads the way after the first couple of rounds, uh, and along with them uh, is uh, the Charlotte Lamborghini dealership that leads the dealer championship by a pretty handy margin actually over Paramus, who's running with Wayne Taylor Racing and Prestige Performance, and that is currently the second place car uh, of uh, Stuart Middleton at the moment. US Race Tronics came into this race in second place in the team points and trying to make up some ground on change racing. When you talk about the team aspect of it, just so impressive to me that when you look through all of that change racing, leader in the AM category coming in, leader in Pro-Am, leader in LB Cup, and tied for the lead in the Pro category. So shows just how much experience that team has with, A, not only fielding these cars and making sure they're set up to work right and i think shay was talking earlier about the amount of work change racing was doing overnight to try to find a better handle on these cars but it's also what they do with their drivers and all the debriefs afterwards going through data and, and all of that trying to make the driver a better driver help that driver understand the car better and it's great when you've got oh, that was close it's great when you've got that ability to have pro drivers in your organization and LB Cup drivers, because Randy Soleri can look at Madison Snow's data. He can look at the Pro-Am driver, Corey Lewis, or McKay Snow's data and make him a better driver all the way. So it's interesting to see the way these teams build throughout the different the different classes. Yeah, I agree. And it was a great opportunity to learn from some seasoned professionals on the on these teams. So it's good to see teams running uh, running multiple cars and in different categories as well and the way the points are structured for the team and dealership championships it certainly is a big benefit if you can run cars in multiple classes because uh, they score points collectively now it's new for this season in the overall championship but uh, Jacob Edson is doing a super job out the front of the field uh, edging his way now from uh, from uh, Stuart Middleton in second place the gap between the first two is now around about five seconds uh, Madison Snow in third place and uh, with that, uh, getting past the lapped car of coming down the hill of uh, Matt Dickin, that cost uh, Brandon Godovic just a little bit of time. He's running in the fifth position in caliber 46. I think there's really no good place to get around lap traffic other than the two straightaways here at VIR. You're going to take uh, a penalty lap time-wise wherever you get it done. And anytime you're running in a class where all of the cars are identical, makes it even more challenging because even if you get a decent runoff of a corner, the acceleration rates are effectively going to be the same. You're not just going to power by anybody, and that is for certain Godovic right now in that black and red 46 trying to move forward. McKay Snow in the 63. Doesn't know him any favors and into pit lane. Unexpected. Well, we've got a raft it of is. penalties, guys, coming in. Uh, short pit stops. 
uh, including for that car, but that shouldn't bring him into the pits. Oh, no, hang on, 0-3, short pit stop, stop at six. Uh, uh, short pit stop, stop at five. Short pit stop, post rate penalty, 0 0.03 of a second. So stop at five for the 63 car. That's why that car was in short pit stop. We mentioned this, that there would be penalties and if you transgress badly enough, it'll be done straight away for the number 46 Brandon Godovic's car. Uh, it must have been very small because that's going to be assessed post-race with a 0.3 of a second penalty, Brian. And think about that. As a driver, would you rather, I mean, would you rather have it now or later? Obviously, if it's only going to be a small penalty, you want to just keep staying on the racetrack. But go back to Road America when Brian Sellers got the penalty there in race number two and had the lead at the end of the race but lost the race because of time. It's got to be difficult to drive against competition that you don't actually see. You don't see that clock running, so you don't know how much time you need to gain on that second-place car or the third-place car, whatever position you're in on the racetrack. It's, uh, it's got to be a, a difficult position to be in, that's for sure. That is very, very true indeed. But what a good job uh, Jacob Edson is doing here. He's a super talented young man. He's Jacob is from Littleton, Colorado, 25 years of age now. Uh, he scored his uh, first overall win in the uh, championship last time out at Road America, but he comes in as the champion last year in the Pro-Am category. He and Stephen Argacarni, the young man, just 17 years of age, they were planning on defending that title in the Pro-Am because uh, uh, Stephen stepped up from being an AM last year and missed out on the championship by just one point despite missing the first three races of the season. But at the last minute, they were bumped up to the Pro class and we can see why because here they are running super consistently out of the field, stretching up over the middle to the second place to almost seven seconds. Yeah, I, you know, the, the whole Pro and AM driver rating thing and then as you move into the WeatherTech and other FIA series with the silver and gold, platinum there was a time when you wanted to be ranked as high as you possibly could because it made you feel better and anymore you have to be careful about how your rankings go. Sometimes you want to still be listed as an AM or a silver driver and not the gold that, or platinum that you thought you wanted to be at some point in time because if you are going to try to be making a living or if you're in the weather tech in the higher categories and you are trying to make a living as a race car driver really high doesn't do you a whole lot of good but you were talking about jake edson he and his teammate last year won 11 of 12 races on their way to the pro championship he and damon Oki. so i said this earlier today when we look at series such as prototype challenge Super Trofeo, even the GTD category of the WeatherTech series that we're looking at tomorrow's future sports car stars because a lot of people that move up and are our factory drivers in another three, five, seven years, what have you, and there's a lot of looking into the future. So great. It's a great uh, stepping stone is this Lamborghini Super Trofeo Championship. We're watching here the battle uh, on the racetrack between uh, 
between uh, Madison Snow and uh, Victor Gomez. Madison Snow having served that uh, extra penalty for a short pit stop. He's come out onto the track in the sixth position. He's running in second position now in prime behind Leo Lamellas, the young Brazilian who's doing a super job. Oops, there's an off-road excursion once again for Lance Wilsey uh, in the caliber 53. He's already uh, a couple of laps down to the leaders, but uh, he's going to carry on there with some grass in the radio. He's going to have to keep an eye on the temperatures of that Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo. Well, think about Lance Wilsey being used to the prototype challenge car and the downforce that it has, but go beyond that. The prototype challenge car has no ABS brakes, has no traction control. You've got all of that here, so there are new systems that he has to learn both mentally and physically. He's got to learn how to adjust the systems as he desires, but the anti-lock braking system requires a completely different application of what he's used to in the prototype challenge car. And then, of course, the aerodynamic downforce signature of these two machines, absolutely completely different. So I would think for a guy like Lance Wilson coming in here, uh, this is a steep learning curve. He's racing his prototype challenge car and this one. You're going from two cars that are so dissimilar. It's amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure even with the frustrations that he's had throughout the day today, still a big smile on his face inside. Why would there be you get to drive a Lamborghini Huracan Evo around VIR? So doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't, does it? And by the way, it's McKay Snowbay that uh, pit stop was in on Madison. But this is the battle now for second place. It's uh, Stuart Middleton who has it right now, but Madison Snow is right behind there in that third position. But two different teams here, prestige performance. Wayne Taylor racing the car number one, representing the Paramus Lamborghini dealership in car number one and the number 16 car behind him for change racing and it's Madison Snow and the Charlotte Lamborghini dealership. So Snow with his championship experience, Middleton, that Lamborghini young driver program that he's a part of, certainly he has experience in these cars and is a very talented race car driver, only 20 years old. I, I hesitate to call Madison Snow but, you know, he's up against a younger competitor just in front. Not much younger by any stretch of the imagination, but still. And this is what I good go of it right here. Madison Snow trying to put his experience not only in the Lamborghini series. Great run through the downhill section. This is where Madison Snow really seems to shine. energy pushing that car and trying to keep it from turning as you're racing down the hill it doesn't want it Middleton gets a great run off that cars as i said middleton really seems to have it off that high speed turn seven but the battle then for second place it continues 
It's Stuart Middleton, the youngster from Ashington in the UK, up in the northeast of England. And he is another of the, the Lamborghini young drivers. He's earned that opportunity over his through his performance in Lamborghini Super Trail Europe last year, in which he finished third in the championship. And he's now got uh, Madison Snow uh, breathing hard down his neck. He's ha having to work as hard as he possibly can to keep Snow behind him. These two, uh, the uh, behind them is uh, Brandon Godovic, a kind of a 46 for the Precision Performance team. He's about seven seconds behind. He's closing in gradually, I don't think by uh, enough of a margin to be able to catch him before the end. So last seven and a half minutes then. Madison Snow still looking for second place. Howe, the lads for Middleton from the northeast of England, my old stomping grounds. There's a big question for him though, is he black and white or red and white coming from Ashington? He could be either. And I have to say that would colour my thoughts about him. If he was uh, one side of or the other, Let's see if we can uh, pick back up with Brian and Jeremy. Under seven minutes to go, Brian. And this one looks like it's going to go all the way to the end. Well, for Jake Edson, he's in the catbird seat. <laughs> he doesn't have anything to worry about. But I think right now it's Madison Snow who's got the heavy lifting to do if he's going to get past Stuart Middleton. Yeah, this is a super battle that is ongoing here. Meanwhile, back in the LB Cup class, we heard about the penalty for Randy Solari for the short pits. Well, Matt Dickon, who took over the lead in the LB Cup class, he had the same problem. He also has had to make a drive-through penalty. So now it's Randy Solari in the 0-3 car for change racing. Actually, the teammates, those two. But it's uh, Randy Solari who's back in the lead now uh, of the LB Cup class from... Uh, Matt Dickin. So they're running in the 10th and 11th positions overall. And finally now on this lap, with uh, 23 laps in the books, coming up to complete that 24, this is probably the biggest margin over Madison Snow that, that Stuart Middleton has had for quite some time. It's been a good battle there. Randy Soleri had everything his way at Road America. Two wins, two poles. So impressive. His best finish of 2019 was second. And then he's stormed into Road America, perhaps frustrated by the long offseason that we all had and was very, very impressive indeed. As I said, two poles, two wins. So that was good stuff. This is good stuff. Madison Snow now pressing heavily. Young Stuart Middleton really closes down in the more technical sections of the track. Four area. Snow looking, seeing if there's anything that he can do there. And up through the climbing S is another place where you've got to make sure you've got your car working. Here, the car needs to transition quickly through high speed S's, the climbing S's. As you get the heavy braking zones like here in the look speed it's got to turn in quickly precisely and put the power down out onto the back it one more time jeremy four and a half minutes to go got a canny battle going with uh, mckay snow as well in sixth position 
Victor Gomez just behind there. And then the 13 car is not that far away either. The Ansa Motorsports machine. Yeah, both Ansel Motorsports cars actually. Sergio Jimenez and Danny Formal, who's making his uh, debut in this championship. Well, so is Jimenez, but Jimenez has a huge amount of experience over the years in all sorts of different cars. That's a great four-car battle now going on for sixth place. But this is the, uh, the the best battle in terms of the podium positions on the racetrack between Stuart Middleton and Matt Stone. Seven seconds to gap back to the third-place car of Jacob Edster, who at this stage in the game is just uh, turning very consistent laps in low minute, 1 minute 47s and uh, doing exactly what he needs to do here though there's the, the uh, multicolored car to the right of the screen, that's Tom Curry, he's going a lap down so coming down to the last couple of laps 146, 147s should get one more after this one. Brian is watching this with interest as we've got this gaggle of cars heading onto the front strip. Brian Till. This is good stuff, and this is what makes the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Championship so exciting. Four different classes, that's for sure, but there's always some action going on. The 13 looking to the inside right there. Jimenez. got to know who you're racing which class you're in and where you can afford to take the risk and where you cannot yeah this is just a great battle that's going on here it's uh in turn they're, they're actually i think they're, they're, they're all in different classes actually the, 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 the front of the back of this four car battle are both in the pro-am class that's the mccate snow economy 63 and the danny formal and Sergio Jimenez is running as a pro from Brazil. Think about Jimenez and you think about his past experience, Jaguar iRace or iPace e-trophy champion. That is a far cry from uh, Lamborghini Huracan at PIR, the speed differential. It's just got to seem massive. I know he's got experience in other forms of motorsport as well, but that is a huge, huge change. But for Jake Edson, out front, smooth sailing right now. Middleton, Madison Snow still having a go of it, but has a better handle on that battle with just a minute and 30 seconds left to go. Yeah, so time ticking away here, and uh, Sergio Jimenez, yeah, it's a big, it is a big step for him from the Jaguar I-Pace, but before that, uh, many years ago, he raced the GP2 and A1GP, so certainly used to high horsepower cars, uh, and with a lot of performance, and uh, he's given a good account of himself here, but this battle for uh, second and third place, it's uh, continuing here between Stuart Middleton and uh, and Madison Snow, it's been a busy day for Madison Snow, it's just finished third, the championship uh, before the start of this race so it's been a busy day for him but this battle still further back is continuing you know, and, and I can't help but wonder too if Madison Snow you know he had said when I talked to him last week hey I, I just I have to get back on pace but we've certainly seen his pace today across different series he is back on pace. I don't think he's lost a step at all from when he was competing on a regular basis when they won the GTD championship. He and Brian Sellers as the white flag flies on Jake Edson across the line. 
Just 3.2 miles left for him. But I wonder if he's going to run the entire series or if he's just using this to kind of get back up to speed. So perhaps he's looking at it from the standpoint of if I'm not going to run the whole championship, how much do I want to risk here with Stuart Middleton, who certainly is planning to do that? Yeah, good point. Yeah, I, I think the plan is to run the, the full series uh, for uh, for Madison. I, I I don't know to the contrary, uh, but certainly you know he's you know he's, he's, after the first weekend when uh, you know he has a win and and a win on the road which became second place with the addition of a penalty. Uh, I, I'm sure he has every ten- intention of continuing. Are you saying that could change your mind? <laughs> Championships, <laughs> yes. Just a little bit, huh? Jake Edson needs to be smart right now because he is the leader. He and Stephen Agakani looking to grab sole possession of that championship lead in the pro category. But he's got these lap cars in front, the 36 just in front of him right there. Um, And he just needs to be aware that, hey, I don't want to waste anything by trying to get past Matt Dickin. Don't want to risk anything. If Matt sees me and lets me by, that's fine. Otherwise... I want to be really, really sure that he knows that I'm there as I slip by down the end of the back straightaway through the roller coaster one more time. Yeah, and this, th- these two cars right ahead of him now is Randy Solari. Randy Solari and Matt Dickett, they're dicing for the lead in the LB Cup Championship. So if, if Jacob Edson doesn't go past Randy Solari as they come up towards the line now, then uh, those two leaders are going to have to do one more lap. The smart thing to do for Randy Solari now might be to let Jake Edson go so he crosses the line, doesn't have to do one more lap. Steven Agatani take another victory in 2020, this time at EIR. Of course, he doesn't need to do the extra lap because uh, the, 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 the race leader is in between them. So Matt Dickens' race has already finished uh, and uh, Randy Solari will go on and win the LB Cup category uh, in the uh, fifth position. Leading pro-am is Leo Lamelas from Brazil for, again for the U.S. race. Sonic team been a great day for the U.S. race horse team based in Central California. Leo Lamelas takes the victory there in the pro-am category. Brandon Godovic finishes fourth in pro. And then this little tussle coming down the hill. See the... 29, Victor Gomez, he'll chalk up another victory in AM. Randy Solari, as you said, will take the victory in LB Cup. And I, I just love watching the different experience levels, the different commitment levels. And when you think about commitment, think about kind of the different mindset of a driver who does not do this for a living you, you've been a successful business person. You're, you're having fun. This is your golf. This is your sailboat. This is your airplane. This is what you do versus the mindset of a Jake Edson and a Steven Agakani and some of those other young professional hopefuls that want to use this as a stepping stone. That's what you deal with in this series every weekend on racetracks around North America. Yeah, here comes uh, Randy Solari then to, to, uh, to take the win. And uh, I think... Uh, 
Matt Dicker was having so much fun, maybe he didn't see the chequered flag, so he keeps chasing <laughs> Radislari all the way through uh, through that final, what should have for him have been a cool down. A great race between those two. They both had a penalty, so they ended up on equal footing and just. Uh, by uh, by less than a second or so, it was Randy Solari that came out uh, on top, at least on the road. The race results will show that Randy Solari was almost a lap clear of Matt Dickin, but that's not the way it was out on the racetrack. Good job by those, both of those two gentlemen drivers. But a super job also by Jacob Edston here, taking, taking over from Stephen Agakani, drove perfectly through the first into the race, and they will come home with their second win of the season. Virginia International Raceway always gives us exciting racing, regardless of the class you saw it in Lamborghini today. And tomorrow, it's round two of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship from what Paul Newman referred to as heaven on earth. We'll see you then from VIR. This program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.